0: What's he listening to?
1: Same song. Over and over. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> we got Bow Wow in the house. <laughs> My man Lil Zane. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Sammy sing to me. Strike one. you by surprise. Strike two. Uh-huh. Right before your eyes. Uh-huh. It's three. This one's to the wall. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They know I'm the -the over-the-wall type of dog So many back-to-back kids They call me Little Sammy Sosa Uh gum calls on all the posters Yeah, I know how I roast you when it's time to compete On the field, on the court, over any...
0: So this is definitely one of my favorite sports movies and definitely one of my favorite baseball movies. Uh, If you don't know, Hardball tells the story of a gambler who agrees to coach a little league team in Chicago. And they basically learn from each other. It's a good story. So if you haven't seen that before, definitely check it out. Uh, And that song is titled Hardball from the soundtrack and that is by Sammy. Uh, bow Wow. He dropped a little little Zayn a little Wayne. So, what's good everybody? It's Cedric Warren, your host of Said Talk. Get it like Ted Talk, but it's me. A couple things. Guess who's Bizak? Throw
1: it in the A. Who is my clothes like cream. I was cooking in the morning.
0: Yes. Welcome back to my brother for a third episode. Uh, so your episodes tend to do well in terms of listening So we're going to keep you coming back So say what's up man
1: Yo what's up Good to be back I, I do want to um say one thing Take me out <laughs> To the ball game oh, yes. We're going to get into that But I, I think that's a, one of the reasons Why uh, black people hate baseball yeah, that song is very old
0: and sounds very ragtime and Jim Crow. Yep, it, it's uh, it's reminded me of warming up in high school. We we had this song that I used to play all the time. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> like that was every every like I I wanted some some I mean something other than that before every game, but that's all we got. So yeah. So, all right, man. So, for those who haven't figured it out, or if you have not seen our post before for the week, this week is all about black baseball uh, for a couple of reasons. So, one, it's Black History Month. So, like we had mentioned before, our topics are gonna cover a lot of things, focusing on all things black history, black people, and the African American experience, of course. Two, It is the start of spring training. So pitchers and catchers uh, have began to report uh, between February 11th and 14th with workouts happening between those days. And then position players will report uh, between February 14th and uh, 18th, I believe, uh, with workouts happening in between those. Um, So real quick, Justin, give me your way too early World Series pick.
1: Oh, man. Way too early. Yeah, I will say uh, they're not gonna do it. But way too early. <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. Off of the strength of Mookie Betts and David Price acquisition. Okay. And on the American League side, honestly, the cheating Astros should be back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Listen, I.
1: I know they gotta figure out like they they, they gotta figure out the pitches now. <laughs> I really think they should be back in the world you, series.
0: You essentially gotta use your own baseball IQ that got you to the major leagues to to win the World Series now. But I would I would like to like it would it would look bad, but because now Dusty Baker is the manager, I would love to see them get back and win it with the black coach. Like off the strength that of that. Would-
1: that would be dope. And honestly, I said Astros because they're the first team that came to mind because they're cheaters. But um, it probably – it's got to be the Yankees at some point. They keep – they're spending a ton of money. they got to get there. Them and the Dodgers spending a ton of money, and, and they have to get there eventually. And I know baseball once said those are two – very large markets,
0: very large markets, very old and storied programs. Uh, so they it would be great for the ratings for those who do watch baseball. Uh, so uh, my pick is the Dodgers and the Twins. And I'll tell you why, because I like the Twins because the Twins essentially pulled what I think what the Rays did for a long time they sucked for a very long time and they started getting draft picks and draft picks and draft picks and trades and now they're in position to really control the AL Central um, and can definitely do something in the postseason I think the where they need help is like many teams and what I believe is the essential to winning a World Series is pitching You gotta have pitching Uh, But I think they can do it I like the Dodgers Just because of the strength Like you said Mookie And David Price Uh, And you mentioned this In our conversations, Just via text And everything else Like those two Helped Boston win That World Series
1: Yeah Which is so surprising Why they 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 dumped them But um, I'm hearing Boston was desperate To get under the luxury tax Yeah So they um, They dumped them But I will say That Um it's interesting you say the Twins. I was listening to uh, the ESPN Daily podcast, and they were talking about baseball. And the guy they interviewed, Mina Kimes interviewed that day, said that the White Sox are the dark horse for the playoffs, and they happen to be in the same division as the Twins.
0: I've heard that. The White Sox have made some good moves. Uh, they had some young talent already, and then they've made some good moves. So it'll be interesting to see. I will actually be at a White Sox game in August. Oh, sweet. I'm sad. Yeah, I got my ticket uh, yesterday. Uh, it's a group of people on Twitter, black baseball writers and fans and stuff like that. They put together a trip. So if you want to come, I think they're getting some more tickets. They'd be like 25 bucks. It's in August, the week after your birthday. So you should come through.
1: Uh, I don't know if I can swing that, but that sounds like a promising thing. <laughs>
0: Opportunity. Cool. We'll, we'll get into it. All right. So let's get into our topic, black baseball. Uh, y'all can't see me, but I'm sitting here with my San Francisco Giants, Willie Mays, Cooperstown Classic jersey on. So I had to channel the spirit of one of the greatest Major League Baseball and Negro League players ever, the Say Hey Kid. Uh, so...
1: You sure that's not the Willie Mays Hayes jersey?
0: Nah, nah. That's my uh, co-ed softball jersey name, Willie Mays Hayes. That's a that's another underrated black player,
1: okay? Uh, hopefully for those who are listening, it's, uh, that is a reference to the movie Major League, which is one of the best sports movies ever made and definitely one of the funniest.
0: It is, it is. You may run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. <laughs>
1: That's a quote for the century. Wesley Snipes plays the character William A. Faze. so
0: He did it so well. He did it so well.
1: Oh, He was great in it, but uh, we digress.
0: Yeah. So I, I wanted to today, February 13th, the day we're recording, of course, uh, today is actually the actual founding day of the Negro Leagues. Ne- Nas- Negro National League is the official name. Um So it's the 100th anniversary of the Negro National League. It was founded by Andrew Rube Foster in Kansas City, Missouri in 1920. Uh, He was not only just a founder, but he also was a player and manager within uh, the Negro Leagues and other just black league professional leagues as well. So in 1867, the National Association of Amateur Baseball Players uh, rejected African-American membership. Uh, Not a surprise there. We are literally (laughs) two years after the end of the Civil War and, you know, they're rejecting black black players. In 1876, a gentleman's agreement kept black blacks out. So nothing in writing, no official documents, Uh, again, like many other things at that time just a cultural understanding that we will keep these players out Uh, so blacks found opportunities in traveling teams uh, which is interesting that there's not a lot of black kids on traveling teams now um 1855 is the record of an abbreviated game between two black teams. So that's one of the earliest records of uh, black baseball players. 1884, Moses, Fleetwood, Walker. I love all the names in the Negro Leagues. um, Of the Toledo, Blue Stockings became the first black player, uh, first black to play in what was considered a major league. So at that time, there were multiple leagues. It didn't just have like minor league, major league. There were so many other leagues going around. Uh, The first Negro League team, uh, 1885 with the Cuban Giants and 1903 is the record of the first colored championship of the world. Uh, Rube Foster actually pitched in that. Uh, In 1920, the Negro Leagues launched with eight teams, the Chicago American Giants, the Chicago Giants, Cuban Stars, Dayton Marcos, Detroit Stars, Kansas City Monarchs, Indianapolis ABCs, shout out to Naptown, and then the St. Louis Giants. Uh, Several leagues established under the Negro Leagues, the Eastern Color League in 1923, the American Negro League in 1929, and the Negro Southern League shortly after. 1933, there's the introduction of the East-West All-Star Game in Chicago, which became one of the greatest... uh, uh, drawers of fans, over 50,000 fans counted the initial one in 1937, Negro American League founded with the collection of Midwest and Southern teams. And then in 1942 season, an estimated 3 million fans watched. Um, several years after integration of Negro Leagues, after inter, after integration, excuse me, of uh, Major League Baseball, the Negro Leagues folded in 1960. So that's just a brief history of the Negro Leagues and its founder and a, and a couple teams.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, very. Um, <clears throat> one I was I did not realize it was the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. Yeah, so I hope uh, baseball like makes a big deal out of it. I want to see um, a lot of celebration towards that, and then two. While you were describing the history, it just made me think: was there an equivalent for football and basketball like it was for the for the uh, baseball for the Negro League? And I'm I just did some quick Google searches, and I'm not really seeing it. Um, definitely not football. Basketball has something called Black Fives. But as far as the cultural significance, definitely did not achieve um, that that significance as the Negro Leagues did for baseball.
0: Right, right. Which what? is
1: crazy to think now because black people hate baseball.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they do.
1: They, love it. they do. I mean, and, and that goes with the trend of America too. Like America used to love baseball. Yeah, and now they they're not so in love with it anymore. But black people have like divorced baseball and spit on it's great yeah it's
0: like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's black black people baseball is the black people are the bitter ex of baseball like you just
1: hate it like <laughs> i'm so
0: bitter like so bitter like there is no restitution coming between these two parties like you for you you can forget it it reminds me of the scene in uh our one of our favorite movies uh <laughs> uh wedding crashers in the beginning when they're mediating that wedding and uh the two the couple is like arguing back and forth and the first quote I think about is you shut your mouth when you're talking to me <laughs>
1: uh, oh, that's a, that's
0: a <laughs> they're just arguing back and forth like super bitter uh, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, and like you said, with the trends of the, of, of America, I mean, we had, we were forced to create our own cause we were excluded, but that league became something so historic. Uh, and it makes you think about what would have happened if a couple things, if, if Jackie didn't integrate, you know what I'm saying? Would the Negro league just be, would if integration happened later and the Negro Leagues grew much larger through the 50s and 60s uh, into into the common era, I guess, or would have still have ultimately met its demise with, you know, just people. With, um,
1: with, with what history has shown us that any time black people build something great and it will eventually outdo what the, the white equivalent, white people will burn it down.
0: Yep. Uh
1: and that's probably what would have happened to the Negro Leagues. They would have found a way to create some kind of uh controversy or something and it'd been like a federal case and they would have found a way to have the league shut down. Yeah. Yeah. They would have not they would not have been able to stand for like the Negro Leagues like outpacing the uh major league baseball.
0: Oh, of course not. Of course not. Uh they yeah, they would have burned stadiums, probably Lynch players or whatever yeah. kind of intimidation they would have I mean and, and if you're listening you think that's kind of extreme it's not our country no, Is not, not
1: they, is I not mean, the, the Tulsa riots yeah, of right. the of black wall street yeah. <laughs> I mean they'll tell you everything you need to know what yeah. they probably tried to do but um, I'm going to circle back to the, the why black people are so bitter Towards basketball, I mean, towards baseball. Like, why they hate it so much? Like, and it's not just like a hate. Like, I don't get down with it. Like, it is like an emotional hate. Yeah. Like, if you were at a party, and you know, sometimes on that party, uh, especially like a house party, sometimes the TV's on just for like visual, and sometimes maybe background noise. You could put on a basketball, any basketball game, any football game, and no, it'll just be chill. Some people will watch it, some people won't. Some people here and there will comment. I guarantee, if you cut on a baseball game, <laughs> they're gonna stop the music. They're gonna say, "Why this baseball on? <laughs> cut this off! Baseball on Right, right. They
0: gonna they gonna talk cash shit about that that baseball. Like it's it's gonna be the again bitter. Like uh, all the all the past arguments or whatever there's gonna come up. Stuff that's not even relevant. Like they're just gonna bring it up just to talk trash about it. Uh, yeah, it, that's that's exactly it But we'll, we'll definitely, like you said, circle back to More reasons on that uh, Just to kind of finish off this little section on the Negro League History, uh, like you mentioned I hope Major League Baseball really Does something to honor it I know they've done throwbacks or whatever But it need, they need to make a big deal Out of it, and we'll, we'll probably talk more about That into how we Get more Black players into the game And efforts um, I was shocked that Google Doodle There wasn't a Google Doodle uh, for today, actually. I was hoping to see something on there. Uh, I've seen some, in my research of this, I've seen some really great uh, artwork associated with the Negro Leagues, Um, so that's really dope. So I I found a ton of information, uh, stuff I didn't know about players and things like that, players' names I didn't know. Um, So there's a lot, a lot lot to dive into uh, but for the sake of time, we'll keep rolling. So,
1: harp uh, on it. But like, I was watching. I got to see a little bit of the NBC News this morning, and they had a guy on the on there talking about. He was like the Negro League historian, and guess what? He was a white man.
0: Yeah, not not surprised.
1: Not <laughs> so surprised. I found, I found it interesting, but I, at least. He
0: was on there talking about it.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder what
0: if you had the like saber metrics of today in the Negro leagues, what that would be like, like track, saber like all the stats and the everything. Like I, there's a stat called wins above replacement, and basically it's like you've, I don't know if you heard about wins of, or war. It's a it's it's a common stat they use now to. Uh, I guess you can say judge players and um, you know, just thinking about that uh, incorporation into the Negro leagues or whatever, uh, because everything was probably just kept by hand. You know, this person got this many hits and you know, it estimated to go, you know, who knows they were probably telling tall tales. Oh yeah. Jackie Robinson hit one 750 feet, you know?
1: So, I mean, I've heard some, um, a lot of Negro League stuff. Like I heard um, a, a lot of Negro League legends. Like I heard Satchel Paige uh, intentionally walk the bases loaded <laughs> and intentionally by everybody. And then told his, told his um, infield and outfield to sit down then proceeded to strike out the next three bats.
0: I did hear about that. And I, I uh, that's something we would do. But that's like that's the type of swag that like we got, and we were like. Could you could you see that in like game four, game like game five of the ALDS, right? You <laughs> you not walk the bases loaded, and you'd be like, all right, all right, I'm, I got it together now. Y'all go sit down, cause I got this.
1: Man, they would <laughs> they would <be> mute me. <laughs> Fans would throw stuff on the field. The umpire, I mean the, uh, the manager, would literally run to the mound and pick up the pitcher, and take him out.
0: Right, baseball purists would die, like literally die. Yeah. All right, so let's get to uh, talking about great black baseball players. Since we mentioned Satchel Page, that was a good segue. Um there have been a lot um, that have come through major leagues. Of course, there's a lot that played in the Negro Leagues. Um, As I was doing research, I wanted to just write them all down. Uh, What I may do is just post the list on our Instagram page, uh, which you can follow us at underscore said excuse me at said underscore talk uh, on Instagram so I might just post that and we'll post different players and stuff like that I don't know if you made a list but just a couple uh, some ones that I've I, I wrote down Josh Gibson uh, Larry Doby, from Camden South Carolina uh, one of the the he was the second player to integrate uh, the Major League Baseball and uh first player to integrate the American League you got Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank. Uh who else we got? We got Jackie Robinson of course, Willie Mage, Ricky Henderson, Barry Larkin, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, CC Sabathia, Bob Gitson, Dwight Gooden, Ozzy Smith, you know, there, there's a lot.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Um, I want to say I'm glad you mentioned Josh Gibson I think he's the guy that's not Always mentioned Enough I believe He holds the Single season home run record Of 84 home runs in a season Yep So he's Like the true like Power hitter Of like the greatest power hitter of all time
0: Yeah and I think it said he hit over 800 home runs in his career
1: yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, they didn't have the, that Roy mixture back then, so
0: no, nah, so. just collard greens, some beer, and uh probably just good old, you know, just good old-fashioned uh you know, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. I guess uh that discrimination factor. They just like, you know what? I'm going to show these people I can I can hit more home runs than any of them. So
1: it's called pure nigga
0: strength. Yep, that's it. And he, Josh Gibson is a, uh, <laughs> he's from a planet not known as Earth. <laughs> he is from a place called Negatron, where the strongest of all blacks come from. Uh, But that's a that's a topic for another episode. But uh, yeah, so many great players. And I want to give you all my unless you had some more on just some of the the players I mentioned. I want to give you all my top five African-American players that I've seen play. Uh, I remember growing up, collected a lot of baseball cards, uh, watched a lot of baseball on TV uh, as an avid baseball player from T-ball all the way through high school, uh, consistent baseball watcher and stuff like that. So um, here are my top five. And then feel free to interject as I go through and uh, let me know what you think. All right. So we'll kick it off. Number five is Jimmy Rollins, a.k.a. j Roll. Uh, Played for the Philadelphia Phillies, Uh, so he was a switch hitter, batted 264 for his career, uh, just over 1,400 runs scored, uh, 936 RBIs, 231 home runs, 470 stolen bases. Offensively, he was good. Uh, But really, I remember Jimmy Rollins from his defense, and he was often being seen making some spectacular plays at shortstop. And again, if you don't know much about baseball, shortstop is like... uh, I'd equate it like the wide receiver of... Of, of the of baseball it's like the most athletic position there's a lot of ground to cover uh, and you have to have a strong arm because oftentimes you can have to make throws where you're going completely the opposite direction and you got to stop control your body make a throw and he made it look easy uh, it sucked to I guess you could say root for him because he did play for the Phillies and as a Braves fan I did not want to see the Phillies succeed Uh, I think all Philly teams I just don't want them to succeed Because the teams I like (laughs) Have Philly teams in their Divisions Uh, But as a a fan of uh, Baseball and black baseball players He was fun to watch Uh, National League MVP in 2007 Won the World Series With the Phillies in 08 Four-time Go Glove winner uh, Won four in a row from 07 to uh, Excuse me, three in a row from 07 to 09 And then again in 2012 So uh, defensively One of the best I've seen play Um, And he's actually a product Of the RBI baseball program Um, So
1: where is he from?
0: He's from California Oakland Yeah, he's from Oakland, yeah. from the Bay. Shout
1: out to town for uh, yeah. producing that great baseball product. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Rollins was definitely uh, a fun player to watch. Like you said, I did I did hate him because he was so good and he <laughs> with, with the Braves. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he was a yeah, you know, 08, uh, 08 champion. Yep. MVP. So my question to you is: uh, Do you think he is in a Hall of Famer? Ooh, uh, I
0: think so. Uh, I And I'm, I'm probably biased because, like, you don't see a lot of black players. And he had a long career, um, you know, and to have – I'm not sure what they measure as, like, automatic, you know what I'm saying, for Hall of Fame, but I think he's definitely – able to be considered he was a switch hitter too like that's difficult in itself you know what i'm saying so um almost a 300 career batting average i mean you know so i think so
1: i would i would say so yeah definitely was a dominant player of his era
0: yeah uh all right number four this one will probably spark some controversy uh but barry bonds
1: Barry Bonds.
0: Here's another hit. Barry yeah, Bonds. At Barry at Barry Barry Lamar Bonds. He was a lefty uh outfielder, which I don't think a lot of people knew just because he was just known for hitting so well. But he was an outfielder. Uh two ninety eight career average. So again, almost three hundred average, which in terms of baseball, that is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh if you're math wise, you're thinking, Well, that means seventy percent of the time he's striking out well yeah that's how baseball works so look how great that is you you succeed 30% of the time you can make millions of dollars if you catch the ball 30% of the time in the NFL guess where you're at you're not in the NFL <laughs> yeah. yeah nowhere nowhere uh seven hundred and sixty two home runs currently holds the major league baseball home run record uh, 2,935 hits, 1,996 RBIs. And for those who listen, again, if you're not familiar, RBI stands for runs bat- runs batted in. So that means Barry was up to bat. Somebody was on base. He got a hit. That person scored. Um, and then 514 stolen bases. So a lot of people remember him and his diesel stature. But let us not forget that he when he came into the league in the mid 80s, he was very slim, trim, and very fast. So he stole a lot of bases. 14 uh, time All-Star. Eight-time Gold Glove winner, 12-time Silver Slugger. All right, so Silver Slugger is basically you're the best hitter at your position. Uh, Gold Glove, same thing, best defensive player at your position there. Uh, So, again, broke into the league in the mid-80s. I caught the latter half of his career uh, after he got all jacked up and was playing for the Giants. He started with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was a true, true power hitter. Like, I meant to look up how many times he struck out because I do remember watching and seeing him strike out a lot. Like, he would fan, you know, on curveballs, breaking ball, you know, just fan. Uh, But the ones he hit, man, like, they were towering shots. Uh, And as someone who was a DH in high school, like, I can truly appreciate a good power hitter. I don't think I was a power hitter. I was able to put the ball... um, all throughout the, the field. I did have a natural pull, but just by training and stuff like that, I was able to put it to different places. Uh, but yeah, I, I still admired his ability to do the same, even with power. So that's a very, uh, a very good talent to have, of course. And like I said, the long ball, uh, I saw him hit 756. I remember watching the TV. They cut to it. Uh, they were following that the whole time. I remember the single season home run record race he was doing. Uh, So that was pretty exciting to witness that piece of history. Everybody's going to kind of um, down him because of the roid scandal. Uh, He was never convicted of it uh, and the whole Balco thing. Uh, So you can say what you want. Uh, He might have done roids, but as a baseball fan and player, I will tell you no amount of steroids, weightlifting or whatever can help you see the ball. And that is the most important thing to hitting is seeing. You got to see the pitch out of the pitcher's hand. You got to know counts. You got to know what that pitcher is throwing situations. There's so much to it. It's like a quarterback reading the defense, um, you know, and knowing what they're going to throw at him and just having a good mind. But so, but again, uh, that's number four.
1: Yeah. um, I will say that Mr. Bonds, before he, uh, Got jacked up. He was a Hall of Famer. You take away his pre-roid number, take his pre-roid numbers, he's a Hall of Famer just off of that. Yeah. So he definitely deserves to be in the Hall. Uh, I Unfortunately, the steroid scandal is going to keep a lot of uh, great players out. It is. Um, He's one of the few uh, black guys. Caught up in there. I didn't look at the whole list but I'm sure there, there might be another a couple other black guys who, who aren't as well known as bonds but um he's definitely the um definitely the most prominent probably of it mm-hmm. and one of the few black guys involved in that because normally we just use our pure nigger strength
0: that is Negro strength channel the uh strength of our Negro, ancestors it's,
1: like, it's black history month
0: yeah we can. Yeah. <laughs> Negro strength. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, um, yeah. It's unfortunate that that's going to be his legacy, but um, great, great hitter. And um, you were saying he had a 296 career batting average. Just to put it in perspective, the average batting average in MLB for 2018 was
0: 248. So. Yeah. And again, to hit that over your career, I mean, and again, he played a long time, uh, multiple teams. Like, that is difficult to do, especially for like like again, a power hitter is somebody who is going up there looking to get big hits. You know, he's often in the fourth or fifth spot, uh, looking to clean up move 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 uh batters uh off the bases into home plate, get those runs in. I mean, look at his RBIs. I mean they're you know stupid numbers. Almost two thousand RBIs. That's crazy. Um you know and then just a 14-time All-Star, like, that's amazing. That's, like, most of his career. You know what I'm saying? He was making All-Stars. Uh, so even, you know, even with the, the scandal and everything, I, you, you can't deny him. So, uh, all right, moving on to number three. Now, this one, um, I I didn't really – I was I was a little bit back and forth with this one. Um just because uh, this position is not very widely known to have us, uh, but a pitcher. So I got a pitcher on the list. And that is Charles Carsten Charles Sabathia, also known as CC Sabathia. Left handed pitcher uh, for the Indians, brief year in the, with the Brewers, and of course finished out his career recently with the Yankees. A 251 and 161 record. 3.74 earned run average or ERA, uh, 3,093 strikeouts. He is one of three lefties to do so. Uh, Steve Carlton is one. Can you guess the other? Just off the top.
1: Bob Gibson. Uh,
0: Randy Johnson is the other one. Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, he is top twenty in Major League Baseball in strikeouts. Currently at number sixteen. Uh, six-time All Star, Cy Young winner in 2007 had a big season in 2007 when the Indians were uh, fighting for that um, World Series and getting to trying to get to the World Series so I, I remember a lot of his efforts uh, with Cleveland you know uh, in 2007 they had a, a nice pitching lineup man and they were so so close to getting that uh, World Series championship uh, <clears throat> but they couldn't they couldn't pull through Um so uh but I also remember him being one of the first like black pitchers that I saw and he was good. His rookie season at the age of 20, he was 17 and 5. So, you know, you don't see a lot of us at the pitching position. Um it's it's like the the pitching position is like the quarterback position in, in football. Yeah. It's The
1: quarterback. Yeah. And that, start, that starts in Little League.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Like, really, for whatever reason, the coaches in Little League only believe that white boys can pitch. I don't know why that is. Or, or do they ever want to, like, show you. They only believe that they're the ones who can do it. It's and the, they only believe, like, that only, like the best player on the team can pitch i feel like pitching is a gift and it can be just put on anybody it's like you might now i didn't mean actually i should rephrase that i didn't say the best players on the team are pitchers they always assume the best hitters on the team would be the best pitchers and sometimes that was true but like you could definitely be an okay hitter and a really good pitcher, even at a young age.
0: Right. They always. The, everybody's the coach's son was always a pitcher. Always. Like he played then, pitcher. He played he at least three positions. He was a pitcher, shortstop or second baseman, pitcher, third base or whatever. Like he he had the pitch, and likely because his dad was a pitcher, and it made him do that. Or he, his dad was trying to, you know. Piped the glory days through him and was like, you got to be seen. So I'm going to put you on the mound or whatever. Uh, I didn't I didn't pitch until like uh, I played in the major league level. So around 11, 12, my second year, my coach, who was very fair and we had multiple black players were like two and a half. Uh a lot. That's that's multiple. Uh who who let me who let me pitch and I didn't pitch a whole game. I pitched like three innings, but I got some strikeouts, you know what I'm saying? And uh he taught me you know the mechanics probably two practices before the game I pitched it. So
1: like just imagine if they people were willing to work with you. Yeah. You think could have been fairly decent. Yeah. And
0: I and I and I think for me, I, I think my fascination is the the science and the mechanics behind pitching and seeing pitches and what they can do, man. Like I know I, I'd be interested to see the kind of pitches that people threw when those Negro league were playing. But now I think about like you see, I think about one of my favorite pitchers, Tim Wakefield, right, throwing that nasty knuckle curve. Like, who throws that, right? Not only is the pitch breaking, it's also not having any rotation on it, and it's slowed down probably by at least twenty miles an hour than the average pitch that's coming.
1: He pitch forever yeah. with that slow <laughs> behind pitch, man. In Boston, don't figure. Yeah. But like somebody taught him how to do that. Goal socks. Maybe I, mean, I didn't. I not research it, but maybe Tim Wakefield was a prodigy, and it was like and he just was on the little league mound doing stuff no one's seen. <laughs> But I figured – I highly doubt it. I feel like somebody talked that to him but they were willing to work with him.
0: There's a there's a documentary on Netflix uh, or Netflix or Amazon Prime. I'm going to find it. But it, it's actually featuring R.A. Dickey because he was the one that kind of brought it back after Wakefield retired. But I do – I would never forget watching Sports Center and seeing Wakefield on the mound. And he had days where he was unhittable. I mean – Absolutely unhittable. But the downside was if you left one of them knuckleballs hanging, it was about to be put over the fence. So
1: But the counter to that is when any pitcher leave the ball over the plate, <laughs> it just yeah. put over the fence
0: That's that's exactly it.
1: Most of the time, yeah. At least half the time it will. Sometimes the hitters will miss, but For usually sure. if it's dead over the plate, major leaguers can hit that out.
0: All right, for sure. Let me finish up with my top five. I got seven minutes, and then we'll move to our first to- uh, last topic of our first half. You know, so we're gonna break this up. We have a lot of thoughts and stuff like that on on black baseball. We both played, uh, both have been fans of baseball for a long time. So, um, yeah, a lot of thoughts and, and opinions on that. So, all right. So again, CC Sabathia, again one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Had a lot of swag, kind of tilted the hat to the side. He was a bigger dude, so like, you know, he wasn't necessarily like just this, you know, prototypical athlete-looking guy, but he was good. Um, Let
1: me interject real quick. At what point did (laughs) we have to tell a coach, Nah, bro, I ain't playing football.
0: So okay, he had he had he had offers to play. Uh, college football like most of these players that are on this list could have played multiple sports uh, my next one had uh, offers to play multiple sports as well so uh, yeah he he probably was just like no nah, I'm not doing that he, and I bet you this is how he started pitching he in the middle of practice would probably just run on the mound and just start throwing stuff in between cleaning up balls and bad in practice when you're transitioning. He'd be like, hey, get behind the plate so I can throw a couple. And then somebody started taking notice, like, okay, you know, he he's good. You know. That's how Jared Lorenzen probably started playing quarterback. Yeah. You know. I, I would
1: believe so. All right, what's not what's number two? Number two.
0: Oh, yep, yeah. number two. Uh more current player, uh, currently playing now, Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> uh outfielder pirates and the phillies uh he's currently with the phillies in 10 seasons uh currently batting 286 again you know um almost a 300 career average you know he still has time to play so that could go up or down but um 1,664 hits almost 1,000 rbis 819 of those 187 stolen bases five-time all-star from 2011 to 2015 uh, has won a gold glove and a four-time silver slug award i think i like kutch because he's just an all-around good player like i've seen him lead off and hit a lead off home run like 400 feet so he he doesn't look like he's got this power but he has some pop in his back and that's exciting to see i think you could put him what's up
1: or Negro, right? yeah. Uh,
0: I think you could put him within those top three spots of the lineup, so one through three. And if you have supporting people, I mean, think about it now where he's at. If you put him at three and put uh Bryce Harper at four, like that's a dangerous combination, you know what I'm saying. Right there, but again, like I said, any any one of those top three spots, he'll he'll get on base and do something for you. Um, injury took away a, a big potential season for him coming into the Phillies. Um, I was kind of scared that the Phillies would come in there and blast everybody uh, when they made those contract signings, but turns out the Nationals were the ones to do it. Gross uh but I definitely he's gonna you know he's getting healthy so I think he's gonna play a big role in
1: this play. year
0: uh another reason why I liked him too defensively amazing in the outfield can cover center field very well tracks the ball very well has made some spectacular plays uh dives and as well as uh <clears throat> Uh, some some robberies at the fence, and he was a big part of the Pirates' resurgence. Like the Pirates, again, sucked for a while, bottom the you know the seller of the NL Central, and then he comes along, and then they start winning games, man, and they were probably a couple players, maybe a pitcher, again, away from getting out of that play-in wild card spot to get to the postseason um, so again he's 10 years in I think he's got a solid 5-6 more years in him for sure um, he'll definitely play out that contract with the Phillies uh, so uh, definitely got some good years in front of him
1: yeah man great athlete great player I remember he will always stick in my mind as his days with the Pirates and he won an MVP uh, if I'm not mistaken and
0: I recall the year, but um, I believe he
1: is a MVP winner, yeah. I so, think
0: so. Shout out to my Yep, Shout out to Kutch, uh, had the dreads too, so that's another thing, like oh, for the cult, yeah. Like he was rocking the dreads for a while, so he cut his hair. Uh, but I do follow him on social media, so he's growing them back out, so they'll be back. Um and is his, his
1: thirteen NL MVP, five time All Star.
0: Yep. So in his uh, one of his teammates in in Pittsburgh, who was another great player and uh, surging player, is Josh Bell. So he has, he's got the dredge, too. So shout out to the dredge headed players. Uh, all right, number one. Can you guess what number one, who number one is?
1: King of Jr.? It is
0: the kid, Junior.
1: Yo, he has such an impact on. Yeah. baseball and the black culture like he was the last probably black maybe the last no I wouldn't say the last baseball star that was marketed very well but definitely the last black one I don't know if you can count Barry Bonds considering how oh, that's gone downhill but let's just give Griffey the last black star that was marketed to perfection and they created like a massive impact with black people, and just America in general.
0: Yeah, he had commercials. You remember uh, remember the Rock and Jock softball, baseball yeah. joints? He was in those. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just like you said, he was iconic. I think I equate him. He was like a LeBron of that time, to be honest with you. He had a, a, a LeBron-type effect on the game, like, you know, just – everything so again also known as the kid junior uh, he was a lefty I got a lot of lefties on here I guess I wish I was a lefty they look cooler when they hit home runs they really do something about that natural pull down first base Uh, it just looks good so 22 seasons in Major League Baseball with the Mariners Reds White Sox Uh, I forgot he played like a year or so with the White Sox 13 times
1: remember that yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Very And then he closed it out with the Mariners, I think, to officially retire. 13-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glove winner, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, receiving 99.3% of the vote. Uh, I'm disappointed in baseball for not unanimously, unanimously voting Griffey in. And I'm trying to figure out what hater in that voting room had to say no, like, What are we doing? Um, Again, just brought the swag to the game. Like you said, iconic. The backwards hat, the stance, the swing. It's probably the best swing in the history of baseball. And not only does it look effortless, it's so much power in that swing. Like he hit moonshots. Then he got the shoe deals, right? I have two pairs of his shoes now and they were you know before they went to uh a lot of natural grass or redoing indoor surfaces to play with like turf or whatever they had like that astro turf so the bottom of the shoes were just flat you know what i'm saying with like some grip on them and so i got his his uh, original seattle mariner uh shoes you know, one of the fastest players to hit 400 home runs, 630 home runs all time. He's seventh on the Major League Baseball list. And there's multiple black players on that all time. Uh, I think within the top 10, there's multiple black players on there. But Griffey, man, I had his cleats my freshman year uh, of high school ball until we got team cleats that swingman man it's it's the jump man of baseball you know players are still Andrew McCutcheon rocks uh swingman cleats so it's it's that jump man of, of major League baseball
1: first of all we need to bring them swingman shoes back because those shoes fire straight fire fire did you, you have a, a pair? pair and I remember a lot of yeah I did I had a black and light blue pair. And I remember those shoes are highly coveted at least where we were in South Carolina they were highly coveted and that's pretty amazing for them to be that popular and it's a baseball player yeah. like no one pays attention to baseball shoes like that's basketball's thing Yeah. but those shoes were like one they were designed for fire and two uh, they were super popular because of Ken Griffey mm-hmm. and for a baseball player to have that kind of impact on the shoe game yeah. is pretty remarkable. Which so is, that's like, that always stands out to me with Griffey and then just to the popularity of him. Yeah.
0: The the shoe game is, sh- shoes are very synonymous with black culture. Uh, so to have that impact, that's huge. You know what I'm saying? I had the Shocks. I think those were the G7s, I think. Griffey 7s, they were white and baby blue and they were Shocks. So we remember the whole Nike Shock uh phenomenon. That was a
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was a crazy time. Brilliant marketing. I mean, absolutely brilliant marketing.
1: What a great commercial. Yeah,
0: absolutely brilliant marketing. Uh so yeah, Griffey was is my all-time favorite. I mean, and just n- not only the swing but defensively he could get to the ball. Um made so many highlights, you know, I used to love seeing him on Sports Center. Um it's unfortunate he, he got injured because he, he probably could have been the all time leader uh, in home runs. Uh, but injuries definitely stifled a lot of that. Um, he wanted to go to Cincinnati because I think he's originally from Ohio or lived yeah. there for a while. So, he,
1: yeah, uh, he, he wanted. I always would hear stories that he wanted out of Seattle. Um, but, like, those were the. Those were his best years. So everybody will always remember him as a Seattle Manor. Yeah. And just a side note, real quick just the fact that Ken Griffey Jr., Alex Rodriguez, yep. and Randy Johnson were all on the same, <laughs> same <game>. team. <laughs>
0: That's unreal. Those are Hall of Famers.
1: Yeah. You're talking about one of the best pitchers of all time. Yeah. And two of the greatest players of all time. So. Yep. All That's right yeah absolutely
0: absolutely all right man that's my that's my top 5 like i said it, it was it was difficult to kind of come up with this just because i've seen a lot so my honorable mentions uh tory hunter amazing outfielder uh brandon phillips phenomenal second baseman another area where we're not really seen is the middle infield shortstop and in, in second base uh like you said we're normally stuck in the outfield uh, david price Phenomenal pitcher, Mookie Betts, uh, up-and-coming star, the D-train, Dontrell Willis, man, Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., and while I didn't see him play, I've I've read about a lot of his uh, time in the major leagues, but one of the last black catchers and played for the Marlins, Charles Johnson,
1: I was actually uh, I read up on him too
0: yeah so, so I follow him on social media too he's been doing a lot of efforts down in Florida and stuff like that so yeah alright so you have the discussion on why black people hate baseball
1: yes Lord Jesus <laughs> black people well, we've conquered all the sports well we conquered the two ones that are the most important in America basketball we've been had a strong vice grip on for a while football we've had a pretty solid grip on and this year we've definitely um, taken the quarterback position which is definitely the most coveted position in football and also probably in America for all the sports the quarterback so we got that we got the MVP and quarterback, and we got the Super Bowl champion and quarterback.
0: Year of the Quarter Black. That was episode two, y'all. I, I told yeah. y'all. I told y'all. I saw the vision. Like it was.
1: You, you, you said it. It was. And also the undefeated said it. So. They did. And, and I. Undefeated.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like their articles and stuff, man. They they write good stuff. Good stuff.
1: All right. Oh, uh, well, going Oh, that black people hating baseball. It's just um. It's just crazy that we are so so against this sport, and we we need to take it. We need to take this sport back because I think right now we're at about eight percent black, and that's down from being I think the highest was in the seventies, eighties, around twenty percent.
0: Twenty nineteen opening rosters were at like seven point eight nine, so basically around eight percent.
1: Yeah, but we've been a high we've been a high as twenty. Yeah. Like, I'm mistaken, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, so, it's time to take it back. But there's a lot of reasons why black people have kind of shied away. And in part two, we will go through all those reasons and how to fix it. So I do want to kind of paint a picture of where baseball is right now as far as like the ratings and things to kind of provide some context okay for how improving improving these things will get black players back in baseball, which will also make baseball better. Because right now baseball is they don't have any swag. None. They're boring. None. <laughs> They're boring, man. I mean the best player in baseball is probably Mike Trout right now. Yeah. Mike Trout could walk anywhere just about anywhere in America. And I don't think anybody would recognize it
0: here. You know what else is interesting? Baseball players don't wear masks, and you probably would not recognize a lot of them, but if right. you people recognize football players and they got masks on.
1: Right. Well, it's all about the marketing about it is. football, you know, does their thing. Yeah. Even football mainly markets, their white quarterbacks. So they're going to have to figure that out because all the white quarterbacks are now, average or retirement. Retire. But anyway.
0: From that old four just draft.
1: That the kind of playing some context of where baseball is stands right now. Uh baseball is actually second in revenue behind the behemoth NFL. They've generated ten point seven billion last year in twenty nineteen, which is up from twenty eighteen. How? Exactly. You would think that they're just on a downward spiral and crashing into the abyss, but probably part of the reason why they don't care to change is because they keep making money. And uh, since 92, when Bug took over, he's no longer the commissioner. Or they have another commissioner now, but revenue was up 386% since 92. So they've been able to generate more money, and that's adjusted for inflation. So. They are constantly finding ways to make money. A lot of money is made off the TV deals, uh, especially the local ones. Uh, MLB attendance though is declining. Like people aren't really going to games.
0: Mm. Okay. They're
1: not, they're not going to games. They- so we'll, we'll, kind of, we'll get into that later, probably why. Uh, World Series TV ratings are declining. Interesting. Yeah, that is declining. It's been slightly declining for a a very long time. But um, as far as regular season, that's holding steady. That's that's held pretty steady. And if you um, would you like to guess the number one TV market for baseball?
0: Like what city?
1: Like what city? Okay. Yeah, what city you think has the highest ratings? watching baseball on TV.
0: Uh it's I got two in mind, but I'm gonna go with uh Chicago.
1: No. They're like they're like ten. Oh wow. Okay. And that's the Cubs. And the the White Sox are actually near the bottom, twenty seven. Okay.
0: Uh second guess would probably be I don't feel like it's somebody I don't I don't feel like it's somebody common so I'll think outside the box and go with like I don't know I'll I'll say Atlanta
1: wrong again Um. they're in the middle of the pack they look about 14th
0: what should be like Seattle or somebody random
1: no they're below it in Atlanta okay okay (laughs) okay the answer is the Cleveland Indians what The Cleveland Indians have the highest ratings for um, MLB Regional Sports Networks. Wow.
0: Well, since LeBron left, i got to watch something.
1: I guess. They're just loyal in Cleveland to the Indians. And the Indians are good. They weren't that good last season, but they've been good the last couple of seasons.
0: Ohioans are just dedicated to Ohio. Like, it, that is the they are the like ohio people are forever dedicated like I- i'm proud of where i'm from right but like ohio people will leave and make it a mission to get back to ohio to live there like it's it's just what it is and every ohio team like has fell short except for the cavs in 2016 and they still like to the death like die hard believe like the browns will one day come out of the cellar I
1: don't think hey, so. And some loyal people. All yeah. right. Rounding out uh, right behind the Cleveland Indians were the Minneapolis twins, also known as the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Uh, they're the Minnesota Twins. I said Minneapolis because I'm reading the market. Um, but they had the highest jump in ratings from 2018 to 2019. Because it got good. Everything to do with the fact that they were good and they won the division.
0: They also have a couple of black players on your team too, so I'm gonna attribute to that.
1: Yeah, we're definitely taking that as Black History Month. Yep. Shout out to Byron Buxton. Uh, number three is St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis just loves the Cardinals. So that's not surprising. Yeah, they love baseball. And they love baseball. Yeah, they took away their football team, so that's all. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, number four, Milwaukee Brewers, another Midwestern team. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably from recent success. They've been pretty successful yeah. the last couple of years. And they have a really good player on their team, Yellich.
0: Yeah, Christian Yelich. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and then number five, the Boston Red Sox. I mean – No surprise there. No surprise. They, But they're actually down from 2018 probably because they were terrible That's after probably. winning the World Series, which is strange how how that just went south.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that is interesting. <clears throat> well, uh, you want to guess the bottom team.
0: The Marlins.
1: Yes. Yeah. Miami don't give a damn about the Marlins, bro. <laughs> <Damn>. They are... <laughs> They are at the bottom in ratings. They're at the bottom for payroll. Yeah, <laughs> don't give a damn. And this is a franchise that has won two World Series in fairly recent memory: '97 and 2003. With, and gu- I know-
0: with good players on their team, man. Like like Miggy was on that team. Uh, Dog, that's yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Dontrelle Willis part of that 2003 team um, I don't remember a whole lot of the cats from the 97 team but this is, it find it very interesting that that team and they're an expansion team not expansion they came out like 92 93 they're not an old team nope yet they have found a way to win two world series in their existence
0: but then they trade everybody away
1: <laughs> so they don't care, they don't care right? yeah. Miami's like yeah yeah, yeah. We got the beach. <laughs> what y'all got? <laughs>
0: right. We got South Beach and everybody comes to party. So we don't really I mean they and they're they're a city that has all the professional sports. Um and yet their teams outside of the heat uh haven't done anything, you know. The Dolphins got some swaggy uniforms, you know what I'm saying? That's about it. You know, but they beat the Patriots, which then helped the Patriots lose in the playoffs.
1: But, like, Miami, the city, that's crazy, though, because the Dolphins own a perfect season, the only perfect season in NFL history. Only perfect season. In the 70s, they were really – 70s and 80s, they were really good. Don Shula is a legendary
0: coach. Yep, one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks to play on your team, Dan Marino.
1: And don't forget the Miami uh, University, or the University of Miami, (sighs) excuse me, the the Hurricanes, that's – Couple national titles, at least, at least two, maybe three.
0: It's uh, yeah, I think about three, um, at least. So, yeah,
1: it's. And then you got two basketball titles. It's not like Miami don't win. Yeah. But people there just ain't all about supporting teams. So we will probably for a whole lot of reasons, but we digress. Yeah. Um, just to round out where baseball is. Oh uh, yeah, like I said, baseball is killing it in the money. Um, teams are making average on $330 million in revenue. Jeez. That's the average. And of course, you could probably guess easily who the number one revenue generating team is in Major League Baseball. The Yankees. Oh, yeah. By a long shot. They like 100 mil over every
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I believe they're either followed by the Red Sox or the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, those big markets.
1: Yeah. And then um. Let's see, there is some hope for uh, us blacks in this baseball world. In the last seven years, from twenty twelve to 20 percent of the first round picks were black. Nice. So yeah, we there's some opportunity there. We can really, we really need to get back on this baseball train. And what I say? What else? Oh, and baseball teams. I read. I, just doing research. I read that baseball teams are spending less on players' salaries, which I found quite interesting. Given that your Cole just raked in a brunch truck worth of money, right? He did.
0: Mike Trout did. Manny Machado did. Like we we talking three four hundred million dollar contracts. Like we paying them less now. I was waiting. I was I was seriously. I said baseball will be the first sport to offer somebody half a billion dollars in
1: contract. Oh yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be. They might not want to get. Them. To that point because I don't, I think it might hurt the game, yeah. but I, I ain't gonna hate I can't, I mean, get your money, especially if somebody's black, get your money.
0: Oh, for sure. And then
1: for the round out, this last section here, I just love numbers. I just went into a complete rabbit hole researching for this episode. For sure. Um, I looked at the payrolls, Okay. team payrolls, I looked at, I compared 2019 and 2009. So if you want to get in your time machine, go back to two thousand
0: nine. That was a good year. Great year. Shout out to Spring 09.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, that was you were talking about? Yeah.
0: Shout out to Spring '09.
1: <laughs> oh, I graduated from USC in Spring 09. That's what I was thinking of. Nah, uh,
0: I guess that was cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh, two thousand nine.
0: Okay.
1: Do you know what the number one? team who spent
0: the most money on payroll once let's see who won the world series in 09 i think that was the Albert. yankees that year that was a rod year uh most on payroll and it's probably not well they did spend they have a ah uh, man <laughs> would it be la
1: uh, which one? Uh, not the
0: Angels, but the Dodgers. Uh,
1: the Yankees. Feedback. Okay, it ended. Yeah.
0: The Yankees come to mind. It's the Yankees. Yeah, I I, I thought so. I think like their infield was like over two hundred million dollars alone. Well
1: so, uh, they're um their, uh, in total contract, but their yeah. payroll for that year on opening day was $168 million. That's crazy. And they won the World Series. That's when you could buy the World Series. And the Yankees finally bought their World Series after trying to get back there since, what, 2000. Well, not one. They didn't win 01. When the last time they won before then? 99? I think 2000? so. 2000.
0: With the Subway Series. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was 2000. Yeah. So they've been trying to buy their way for nine years, and they finally did it in 2009. Yeah. Uh, interesting in that year, of the eight playoff teams, because back then there were only four, now we're at 10, of the eight playoff teams, how many do you think were in the top 10 for salary, for payroll?
0: Of eight playoff teams from this past year? In
1: 2009. 2009.
0: Uh how many were in the top? I'd probably say like half. Uh,
1: almost five. Okay. The Yankees at number one, the Angels at number five, the Red Sox at number six, Phillies at nine, the World Series runner ups, the Dodgers at ten. The Cardinals were thirteen. The Rockies were eighteen, and the Twins were at twenty three. Mm-hmm. So that's two thousand nine. That's when you were trying to buy your way to the championship. Yeah,
0: the more the more you pay. I'm trying to think who was on that 2009 Yankees team besides A. Rod. Like, I think that T'Chara. was. Yep, Teixeira was at first.
1: You mentioned CeCe Sabathia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had. I would have to actually Google that. He had A-Rod just came over. A. Rod actually like showed up in the playoffs. That was the first. Right. Um. So I'd have to Google all of it. But moving on to 2019. You wanna guess the number one payroll? Uh
0: now I'ma say I think I said LA before, but I'm gonna go with Boston.
1: Boston was number four. Okay. Number one belongs to the Cubs. The Cubbies. We had to pay all the people after the World Series. That makes sense. That makes (laughs) sense. We had to pay all those people, but they ain't do nothing with it. They ain't go to playoffs. The Yankees were number two, (laughs) and your World Series champion Nationals Mm were number three. So the Nationals also got their way.
0: just, Just yuck. Like, ugh. I'm am still sick that like they, but <laughs> they won, man.
1: Things as a Braves fan, and I I live here in DC, and I I was actually I wasn't ex- I watched, and I also thought about going out there when to celebrate just to be a part of the celebration, but yeah. I stayed home because I think my bitterness set. Hate hate hate. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to the Nationals, and interesting about 2019. Let's see, of the 10 playoff teams, half are in the top 10 for payroll, mm-hmm. but the other half are in the bottom, 15 for payroll, including your Tampa Bay Rays rounding out the bottom at 30, but somehow made the playoffs.
0: Listen, I mean, the Rays are an interesting franchise.
1: Uh, oh, interesting. They don't get down with the traditional starting five. They just like, we're just going to throw people out. They don't pay nobody. Nope. They are just out there getting it done with scraps. They're winging it. <laughs> They're good pitchers. then they trade Chris Archer? To the
0: Pirates, <laughs> man. He went to the Pirates. I was just yeah, like, like,
1: wow. They, they traded even uh, – traded. I don't know if they traded or he signed a free agent, uh, Evan Longoria. Yep. So – it's interesting now that you see the players out. They're not.
0: People, they, they had one of easy. the Uptons when he was good. Was it? Was it BJ? They had BJ. Yeah, when he was decent. When he got to Atlanta, I don't. I don't know what he was doing. Couldn't hit.
1: Yeah, he, he was brought there to hit and couldn't hit. It was yeah, awful. But um, I was just gonna say to to wrap this up to kind of put it all in context. Baseball teams are now starting to like they're not throwing out big contracts anymore they're, you see more trying to build through the farm mm-hmm. you see more literally it's not paying people and these owners are just trying to rake in more money man yeah look at the raise. the raise payroll was 53 million dollars the cause payroll was 211 <laughs> God. that is crazy
0: that's a drastic now, difference
1: yeah I mean, and I told you the average team makes about three thirds. Yeah. So you know the Rays. Yeah. The I mean I don't they their books aren't public, but I'm pretty sure the Rays are doing quite well for themselves. And then they and they got to do a playoff series, so yep. they got extra money. <laughs> right. So, right. Shout out to the Rays for being cheap, but it's probably hurting the game. That's so, that is that will wrap up this first half, man. I just want. To throw some stats out there to kind of paint the picture of the state of baseball right now.
0: Yeah, that's good. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And and just just to cap it off too, the Rays are actually considering playing half their season in Canada.
1: Um, shout out to the Rays for being uh, out in the box. Yeah, and God, they cheat. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I know they're doing. I know they're getting broke off. Nice to go play in
0: Canada. And part of part of it is Montreal. The former owner wants to bring baseball back to Montreal. And uh, it was an article I think I read last last year. I'm gonna find it and send it to you. And then I'll also post the link uh, in our comments, and uh, I'll give you the link um, on the Instagram page too. Again, follow us at said underscore talk. the owner for the former owner of Montreal Expos, I think, I believe it was like his father or somebody, but now the son wants to bring baseball back to Montreal. Tampa doesn't want to build the Rays a new stadium. Uh, I've seen some proposal pros like pictures. Stadium, by the way. Yeah, the Trop. Uh, they Tropicana Field. They don't want to build oh, them a new stadium. Do
1: people really call it the Trop.
0: I, I just I feel like I've heard that before, but
1: you know, there's a lot of like. Um there's a lot of Dope opportunities
0: for, like, Oh for, for sure For sure It is A lot of swag That can be built Off that But again yeah. We'll get into that uh, But yeah So they want to uh, Split the season 82 In Montreal or excuse me, 81 in Montreal, 81 in uh, Tampa. And a lot of it is because they don't want to, you know, build a new stadium, which is another issue with a lot of teams across the major sports is about stadiums and stuff like that. And, you know, the reason why California has got 80 teams and, you know, now Las Vegas has the Raiders. But, yeah, that is it for our first half. Um, Stay with us, man. We got a lot more to give you. Uh, So Justin gave you the context about the state of Major League Baseball And why black people hate it And we're going to give you more On that topic And how we can fix it uh, On the second half Of our said talk Special edition I would call this You know what I'm saying Black baseball Big, big, passionate um, Topic for me Is blacks in baseball As someone who played for so long And still watches the game So stay with us uh, And we'll be back Play ball Yeah so priceless, life so
1: priceless. You understand me? It's just like that. My car so priceless, my b- so priceless. My familia is so priceless. You understand me? Either you with us or you ain't with us. Or either you in the huddle or you out the huddle. Either you riding up, we pass and flying by. It's young money, cash money, playboy. That's about the size of it at the rooftop so up here yeah let's go take yourself a picture when i'm standing at the mound and i swear it's going down i'm just repping for my town off a cup of cj gibson and i'm it off and i'm easily influenced by Asked Martin when I started hit a sound. I ain't never graduated, I ain't got no cap and gown. And the girls in my class who are smart enough to pass me at all my parties grabbing money off the ground.
0: Yeah, all hail Mr. Lyrical. Spades of the Opus, baby, what you got a feeling for? I can show you new...